0: the Lord, for Thy great plan, that we Thy dwelling place may be.
1: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee served the Lord for more than seven decades, and these life studies represent His contribution to the ever-expanding understanding of the revelation of the Bible. The purpose of these life studies is to present the truths contained in the scriptures and to minister the genuine life supply, to solve the common and hard problems found in the Bible and to open up every book of the Bible through interpretation. We're very happy to bring you selected portions from his speaking today. If you'd like to learn more about the life studies, please visit our website at lifestudy.com. Simply lifestudy.com. Now, here's today's program. The world situation has changed in dramatic fashion in this final decade of the millennium. Who could have predicted such incredible events? And what is next? 2,000 years ago, the world situation also underwent incredible changes, and those events were followed closely by the coming of Christ. Is the world stage once again being set for His coming? Stay with us for today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Today's program again brings us to the Old Testament prophet Isaiah and a very interesting look at the prophecies of Isaiah. Ron Kangas is joining us once again for our life study from Isaiah Today, Chapter 11. Ron, thank you for being part of our program.
2: You're welcome, Chris.
1: Ron, this is our second consecutive program from Chapter 11, and it is a very interesting uh, prophetic chapter and one that gives us another clear picture of Christ. Would you give us a quick overview of Chapter 11?
2: The message title, that Brother Lee gave to these messages on Isaiah 11 serves as an extract of this chapter. A twig from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from the roots of Jesse, bringing in the restoration of life, and a banner to the peoples, and a standard to the nations, bringing in the return of God's people, and the submission of the Gentiles. The focus of this chapter is on the all-inclusive Christ. The focus is not on events. It's not on situations. It's on Christ in his all-inclusiveness. So Christ is the twig from the stem of Jesse. Christ is the branch from the roots of Jesse. Christ is and will be a banner to the peoples and Christ is and will be a standard to the nations. The issue of Christ being these things to us is first the restoration of life and then the return of God's people and the submission of the Gentiles. So if we would like to see and experience a restoration of life, and also the return of God's people and the submission of all the unruly, rebellious nations. We need to see Christ, know Christ, experience Christ, and enjoy Christ, as he is revealed in Isaiah 11, and that's what this message is all about.
1: Ron, I'm glad you used uh, these terms in your introduction. Uh, Some of these words that you're going to hear them spoken by Witness Lee— May be a little hard to understand, so we want to tell you in advance so that you can be listening uh, and be able to distinguish when he says stem and in a few places he says stump, and also, of course, the twig and the branch are mentioned. So we just want to do that to help you uh, have a clear understanding of what you're hearing because the accent on these words it made it a little bit difficult to distinguish. Now let's join Witness Lee with the first portion of our life study from Isaiah 11.
0: In this chapter, there are four items concerning Christ, and the four items form two pairs. The first pair is a pair of a twig and a branch. The second pair is a pair of a banner and a standard. Isaiah 11 is all together a chapter on the coming restoration, especially the restoration of the returned Israel, which has never happened thus far. We are now not studying the fulfillment, but the principle of this restoration of life. The first pair, the twig and the branch, come up in life. And this life is the life full of restoring power. Then everybody would ask, what is this? Who carries this out? Now you come, that you need to put up a banner, to put up a banner full of explanation, description, and instruction. Then this convinces people, convicts people, and this also captures people. Then this becomes quite a magnet, very, very magnetic. Then you say, we better put up a standard to call the people and to gather the people. So surely you have to put the banner first, and the standard follow. In our church life, we all have to realize when the Christ among us, as a twig, would grow bigger and bigger we will have the banner. This growing up Christ will become a banner to describe, to designate, to explain, to instruct people what is going on here. What is the revival here? What is the restoration here? There is a banner. Then this banner will cause quite much attraction. Then you have to put up a standard. It draws people, attracts people, calls people, and gather people. Wherever Christ is exalted and taken as the central object of his seeking ones to be gathered to, there is the return of God's people and the submission of the subdued ones. The church life becomes a kind of attraction, not by the church itself, but by Christ. Firstly, at the twig, to become the banner, and at the branch, to become the standard.
1: Ron the twig and the branch are clearly linked to the banner and the standard by Isaiah the twig and the branch are Christ bringing in the restoration of life. Why are these linked to these other items, the banner and the standard?
2: There is an intrinsic organic link between Christ as the twig and the branch and Christ as the banner and the standard. And that connection is related to life and expression. The twig and the branch clearly and evidently, are signs of life emerging, flowing, beginning to reproduce. But the banner that gives a kind of definition or explanation or emphatic declaration really is a kind of expression. And the standard, based upon the banner as the declaration, becomes the rallying point. The center for the gathering of the peoples so the banner which is Christ and the standard which is Christ involves some kind of definite solid expression of Christ but this expression must have its source in life life is the key to the glorious expression of Christ we will find in our experience, that if we truly take Christ as our life and enjoy Christ as our life supply, that is, as our twig and as our branch, and if we exalt Christ and give Christ the preeminence and the first place, then Christ will be a banner, not mainly for us, but as a testimony to the people's. And Christ will be the rallying point, the gathering point. God intends that Christ be exalted. God intends that Christ be exhibited. And that God's people would return to Christ. And that the nations would be subdued by Christ. But this depends upon our living experience and enjoyment of Christ as the twig and the branch. Ron, let's
1: uh, read verse 12 before rejoining Witness Lee. He will lift up a standard to the nations and will gather the outcasts of Israel and the dispersed of Judah. He will assemble from the four corners of the earth. Here again is Witness Lee.
0: The Lord will recover the second time the return of God's people and the submission of the Gentiles. Who was the first time? Exodus from Egypt. That was the first time. The second time, the remnant of Israel from the Gentiles gathered from the four corners of the earth. Do you know all the Jews are dispersed, scattered, to all the group everywhere. One nation was divided into two, the nation of Israel and the nation of Judah. The nation of Israel was represented by Ephraim, and the nation of Judah was represented By Judah. Then Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah. They will be together to plunder the nations on the west and on the east. The nations will come into the grasp of their hand and submit to them. Jehovah will destroy the tongue of the Sea of Egypt the tongue of the sea of Egypt. You look at the map of the Red Sea at the north tip, there was a tongue which is called the Gulf of the Red Sea, stretching out to frustrate people's traffic. But in the coming days, the Gulf of Red Sea will be destroyed. The whole Gulf will be gone for God's people, Israel, to walk through from Egypt. To their holy land and will dry up Euphrates, the river. are doesn't use the name Euphrates, the the river. That is the great river. The Bible always mentions this river, the river, sometimes the Euphrates. In the coming days, God will dry up the Euphrates with the scorching heat of the wind. To dry the river in Euphrates, then that river will be stricken into seven streams for God's people to walk over. God will utterly destroy the Gulf of the uh, Egyptian Sea. Down to the south, up to the east here, God will brew the wind of scorching heat to dry up Euphrates into seven streams, so here to the east, this big frustration will be dried up, then up to the north, Assyria is here, then a highway will be built up to the Holy Land to solve the three big problems for the return of the children of Israel.
1: Ron, we heard a lot of prophetic language referring to the returning of the scattered people of God to Israel. What's the distinction between the banner and the standard in this setting, in this context?
2: Let's first be clear that the scene here is one of recovery, revival, and restoration, which come out of life. A banner usually involves some kind of succinct, emphatic, statement as a declaration it's the focal point of some kind of testimony so if in a particular gathering there are banners there those banners will display some central thought some definition of the cause or the purpose of the gathering so for christ to be the banner means that as the one exalted by us He becomes the testimony, the declaration, the description, the explanation, and the instruction. Once this banner is unfurled and there is a proper declaration of God's economy in Christ, the banner begins to function as a magnet, drawing people to Christ. Since both the banner and the standard are Christ. We should not try to get an absolute distinction between them. Once there is the banner, then there will be the standard, the gathering point, the rallying point. The standard will have the effect of summoning, gathering, calling people. So first, Christ is God's definition, his declaration and testimony. This Christ, when exalted, draws people. Then he becomes the standard that summons people, calls them to come to a certain place. In the restoration during the coming kingdom age, Christ will be the banner unfurled. Then he will be the standard to all the nations, calling them, gathering them, and in a very real sense, summoning them to come to the proper place, to worship to be subdued under Christ as the glorious King. Surely this prophecy will be fulfilled in an actual way in the coming age. Our burden here is that it would be fulfilled in an experiential way in our lives in the present age.
1: Ron, I'd like to ask you, in this chapter we see that not only are God's people Israel being beckoned or summoned, but we also see the nations uh, coming to the land of restoration. Make a comment here, if you would.
2: A number of prophetic passages indicate clearly that restored Israel will be the priests, and they will be instructing the peoples, the nations, on how to relate to God and how to worship God. So the nations will be under the tutelage, under the instruction of redeemed and restored Israel as the priests. So the Lord will be reigning, and the overcomers as the co-kings will be reigning. The redeemed of Israel, the restored Israel, will be the priests serving God, but also instructing the peoples. And all the nations on the earth, under the reigning of Christ, will be required to receive instruction from redeemed Israel. And that is the essential relationship between Israel and the nations during the Millennial Kingdom. Ron,
1: in the years that I uh, was able to listen to Witness Lee directly firsthand, I heard a number of references to the world situation, particularly as it relates to God's move. I think this was somewhat a favorite topic, though he didn't overindulge us in the fanciful things. But nonetheless, this touched something deeply in him. We're going to hear a portion of, I think, that feeling and burden in this final section today.
0: We all have to overcome frustrations for our gospel preaching. The word's changing. It has changed and still changing. I must tell you, four big changes. Europe today has a common market. That was the first change. Then, Germany is united with the East and the West. The second change. Then, a large change in the European small countries. There's a third change. Then the last, which is the fourth change, Russia is changing. And all the satellite countries changed and changing. All these world situations are just the preparation for the Lord's move in His gospel. In Isaiah, we have seen God's chastisement over His chosen people and God's judgment over the nations, all either ushered in Christ are issued in Christ. Christ is just the gospel. The world situation is for the gospel. You have to know, even the Lord Jesus, he came and the world situation changed. You know, Julius Caesar just conquered North Africa and Palestine, 46 B.C. In uh, 27 B.C., Augustus got the okay from the Congress in Rome to form the Roman Empire. That was just 27 years before Christ's birth. Then after a the short time, the Lord came. Then the apostles, they preached the gospel following the political situation. You read the history, you can see in the past 20 centuries, the gospel has been always traveling according to the political changes on this earth. Let me check with you why when those five prophets and teachers fasting and praying together at Antioch, the guidance came that Paul and Barnabas should be separated and sent to Asia Manor. That was in ancient time. That was a big step. I do believe the five were there considering How to bring the Lord's gospel from the Holy Land to the gentle world? I believe it was during their consideration the guidance came. In the church life should be the revival and the restoration. In this of church, Christ should be the twig, the branch the banner, and the standard. Firstly, you must have a restoration, life, among yourself. Then this will be designated by a banner, and this will be sought after, according to his standard. Hallelujah for Christ.
1: Well, Ron, this word was something of an aside, I guess we could say, by Witness Lee, and of course, We don't see the kind of world changes that he mentioned spoken of in Isaiah. However, there is a very striking point that we do need to take note of, and that is that Christ's first coming closely followed on the heels of a rapidly changing world situation. Uh, We have to be honest that we're living in such a rapidly changing world situation today. Do you see any potential correlation?
2: We believe that God is sovereign in history. He is the ruler of the kings of the earth— And in preparation for the Lord's coming, the Roman Empire was there with an excellent system of roads and other facilities that afforded the apostles, the disciples, the believers a wonderful opportunity to propagate the good news concerning Christ Jesus. We're not superstitious regarding this. What I mean by that is that We have the Spirit within, we have the Word, we rely on prayer, but we need the Lord to give us a proper and suitable environment to preach the gospel. Throughout the centuries, the gospel has always traveled according to political changes on the earth. The principle will be the same at the end of this age and with the Lord's coming back, Daniel and Isaiah and Joel and other prophets speak of uh, an emerging world situation that will prepare the scene for Christ coming back, and when the Lord returns, there will be a match between the prepared world situation and the prepared bride. We spoke of this in another broadcast. In this present day, as we reflect back, we have seen monumental changes taking place in Eastern Europe in the former Soviet Union. And we bear witness to the fact that these political changes have enabled the gospel to go forth in these parts of the world in a way it has not been able to do for decades. So we believe that there is a correlation between the spreading of the gospel and the world political situation. Because there is such a correlation, We need to pray to the God of heaven and earth to give us the proper political situation that will serve to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we also stand with him to fulfill those prophecies which speak of an emerging world situation which will issue in Antichrist and in the war at Armageddon when the world situation is at the exact point of readiness The Lord will return in fulfillment of prophecy and there will be on the earth Christ in glory as a banner and as a standard. The remaining nations will be subdued. Restored Israel will be the priests. The overcomers of Christ from this age will be reigning as kings and there will be a marvelous restoration of life on the whole earth. May we enjoy Christ today And may we enjoy him then as his co-kings. Well, Ron, I'm going to take the opportunity, I think, to recommend a publication
1: by Living Stream Ministry, uh, a book written by Witness Lee called The World Situation and God's Move. Although that book was written before many of the changes that you alluded to in your speaking today that we've seen in the last most recent years. Nonetheless, this book is full of principles that help us to see clearly what is behind the scenes and that's really where we want to focus more i think than on you know analyzing current news articles with what may or may not be happening and it's not at all in the realm of conjecture and speculation but solid biblical
2: principles. This is right that uh, we have some reluctance to tie in the latest event with this or that prophecy. This can be speculative and even fanciful but it's really helpful to have presented to us from the word The principles of God's operation in history so that we can discern the times in which we live and cooperate with the Lord as his body for his move in our generation so I heartily recommend that book not as a speculative attempt to link world situations with particular prophecies but as a clear elucidation of basic principles and a God-honoring presentation of the sovereignty of the Lord in human history and how God's sovereignty serves his economy to produce and build up the body of Christ. Well,
1: once again, that book is called The World Situation and God's Move. It's published by Living Stream, written by Witness Lee. And again, let me mention that our printed life study message that we've been talking about today is included in volume number three of the life study of Isaiah. And that can be yours by just calling us toll free one one eight 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 life study That's 1-888-543-3788. So please do call us. We'd love also to get your comments and questions. Uh, let me repeat the number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. Today for Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you for listening. Dear Lord, we give
2: ourselves to Thee, receive us
0: into Thy wise hands.
1: You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Whether you're hearing this program via radio, online, or as a podcast, you'll find hundreds of audio studies just like this one by visiting our website lsmradio.com. We also hope you'll email us with your questions or comments, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's eight-eight-eight-five-four-three-three-seven-eight-eight. 543 3788 Thanks for listening.